It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Cincinnati Reds got a get-right win thanks to an at-bat that David Bell is calling the at-bat of the year. More on that on today's Locked On Reds. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr. I am a lifelong Cincinnati Reds fan that has turned an addiction into information for you. I want to thank you for joining me here on this Locked On Reds podcast that is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every single day, and I've been doing this podcast for going on my fifth season now. It's been an absolute blast covering a team that has gone from 100 losses to in the middle of a division title race and the Reds got right on Monday night. And it's all thanks to an at-bat that David Bell is calling the at-bat of the year. We're going to dive into that. We're going to look at the best start of Brandon Williams's rookie season and what he calls the best start he's ever had. Plus, everybody's talking about Connor Phillips, including us. And everyone wants to buoy that conversation with, well, he's got control problems. Connor actually addressed that with Steve on their chat over the weekend. And we're going to uh, play a clip of that. We're going to talk about that coming up later on in today's show. I want to thank you so much for making Lockdown Reds part of your day. Make sure you jump down in the comments section if you're watching here on YouTube or hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs because I love talking Reds baseball and I want to talk Reds baseball with you. You can continue the conversation over on Discord. We've got the link down in the description of this episode. A lot of great folks talking Reds baseball on the Lockdown Reds Discord page. Plus, join me on subtext. By texting I'm in to 513-597-0944. You can get a direct line to me as we talk baseball all the time on subtext. Uh, let's jump into this because first off, I mean, I, I just think I think this is absolutely necessary. Because that is the feeling that I got after Monday night's win. Hang on a sec. Yeah. That's good. Um, the way that the Reds played was so refreshing. It was back to the baseball that we've seen most of this season. Lots of base runners moving over. You had stolen bases. They were taking advantage. Apparently, coming into this series, the Marlins are uh, stopping stolen base, would-be base stealers, at a rate of 12%. 
that means the Reds should be running whenever they get on base. Even if Joey's on first base, I want to see Joey stealing with that rate of caught stealing. But the Reds were taking advantage of it. Kevin Newman got a stolen base last night, uh, which seems a pretty solid base runner. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not belaboring that. But everything was started off with a huge at-bat from T.J. Friedel, so huge that his manager believes it to be the at-bat of the year. He wants to be the guy in that moment that has the big at bat and kind of turns things around. Uh, I know it was just one hit, but uh, against that pitcher with what you know, what's been happening here the last few days, uh, you know, the, the sun came out in the middle of the at bat. <laughs> Made it a little tough to see. I mean, there's there's a lot of factors there that I, I just thought, yeah, this that was big right there, and you could see it, the emotion that that came out. Uh, when TJ made it to third base, and uh, you know, I think all of that, uh, all of those reasons came out in that that reaction. It's kind of one of those things as a microcosm because after that, there were so many good things. I mean, you had back to back home runs from Christian Encarnacion Strand and Joey Votto. You had great at bats from guys like Spencer Steer. You were seeing well hit balls from just about everybody all up and down the lineup. Even Kevin Newman got in on the action for. Uh, for all we know, for Pete's sake. But um, at the end of the day, it all got started because of T.J. Friedel. And even over the weekend when they were being swept by the Washington Nationals, T.J. Friedel was still hitting the ball. He came up with the Reds' first hit with runners in scoring position since last Wednesday during, I think it was Sunday's game or Saturday's game. It's just it's crazy to see how um, all of this has kind of come to a point where you know, everyone's starting to say, oh, they're done. I saw it on Twitter today. There's like, yeah, they've given up on the season. It's over, in my opinion. That, that was that was the end of that tweet. And I, I don't get it. I don't understand that feeling whatsoever. Sure, you can say, well, Jeff, they have a losing record since the All-Star break. This is their second six-game losing streak in a row. What is one win going to do? And one win in and of itself is not going to do much. But... It shows me the mindset of the team. And Joey gave us some insight into that during his post-game interview. I, I, I haven't gotten a sense at all uh, this year during the colder times, during the, the losing streaks or, or the occasions where we get swept at home, that, uh, that the team reacts uh, negatively to it. Um, I feel like on a consistent basis, the guys are optimistic and focused on the next day, focused on the next opportunity to learn, grow as players, and ultimately win. You know, these guys um, have this attitude of, uh, we want to do something big, we want to do something special, and, um, you know, so oftentimes when, when we're not going through good stretches, I don't, I, I, I get the sense that they can't wait for the next opportunity, as opposed to you know, uh, um, feeling the, 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 you know, the colder stretch. And this at bat of the year, and I, I forgot to kind of set this up. So I apologize, you know, at this point now, finally telling you exactly what happened in case you didn't see it. It was in the bottom of the third inning runners on first and second, and there were two outs and you're thinking, here we go again. 
They have struggled mightily with runners in scoring position. They're going to squander another opportunity. And Yuri Perez, who honestly, the first two innings, he looked like he was going to be unhittable. He was striking guys out at a crazy clip. There was no good swings by Reds hitters in the first two innings. But then there were a couple of walks, and you had two guys on base with two outs. You're thinking, man, you really got to make him pay here. And TJ Friedel gets an inside pitch, works a very nice count, 2-2 count, and he, he gets to the point where there's a great pitch on the inside part of the plate, turns on it, absolutely clocks it down the right field line, and turns it into a two-out, two-RBI triple. That in and of itself would lead you to believe that it's a pretty big at-bat. The fact that David Bell called it the at-bat of the year, I don't know that I'm ready to call call it just that, but it was super important because, like I said at the beginning, like this win was so important to just kind of release the emotions just get to the point where it's like, all right, this is the catharsis. It's been a very frustrating week last week, watching the reds just flounder around against the Cubs and against the Marlins. And or, I mean, against the nationals that playing the Marlins right now. And you're just like, what? Well, where does this end? And it ended on Monday night. And another huge reason for that, because TJ Friedel's at bat was monumental. It set the Reds up for a night that just felt like, and I know like later on in the game, you know, you had Ian Jubeau giving up a homer. You had Alexis Diaz putting guys on base in the ninth inning. But for the most part, it felt like the Reds cruised to a win. And it all started with that massive at-bat by TJ Friedel in the third inning. And I've been, and and real quick on TJ Friedel, because I feel like we automatically – give the titles of like, you know, impact players to Ellie, to Matt McClain, to Joey Votto, to Spencer Steer, guys like that. We leave TJ Friedel out. We shouldn't. TJ Friedel is a very important part of this lineup, a very important part of this team as a whole in the field, on the base paths. He is stellar, and he showed why on Monday night. But you know, maybe even a bigger reason that the Reds won that game outside of TJ Friedel's at bat was Brandon Williamson because dude was dealing best start of his rookie career. And as he will tell us in just a moment, probably the best start of his life. Before we get into that though, I want to tell you about better help. This show is brought to you in part by better help. Whether you're dealing with decisions that are centered around a career, I know I've switched careers multiple times, I've moved around quite a bit in my life when it comes to the job life, Uh, whether you're talking about relationships, whether you're talking about anything else, if you're like me, you just bought a house and you're dealing with property drama and all this other stuff, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want to do and navigate in life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. It is always key to have someone to talk to. And if you're thinking of starting that, give better help a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist immediately. And you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge to find the person that you are most comfortable working with. Let therapy be your map with better help. BetterHelp can be that person, that that ear that you need to lean on, that, that you need to talk to 
in tough times and good times. We all need directions at all parts in our life. So visit betterhelp.com slash locked on MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on MLB. New game day shirt, boom, cash back. Food for the tailgate? Boom, cash back. Even buying around can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The Reds and Marlins are back at it again tonight, and if you can't be down at the ballpark to catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown action, you can listen on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search the word Reds. And thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Reds your first listen every single day. Coming up on tomorrow's podcast, Everydayers, you're not going to want to miss it because... We've got some more uh, Reds Marlins. Actually, the Reds the Reds have kind of dominated the Marlins since 2019. They they showed the statistic that since the beginning of the 2019 season, the Reds have won over 70 percent of the games they've played against the Marlins. Let's see if we keep it going here tonight, uh, and we will talk all about it on tomorrow's podcast. But let's let's talk about Monday night some more because Brandon Williamson was amazing. Brandon Williamson in the first inning gives up a solo shot to Jorge Soler. And you're thinking, here we go. Going to be a long night. He put that behind him so fast. He, he was able to get out of that inning without any more damage, without any more base runners. In fact, up until the sixth inning, the only other base runner he allowed was on a crazy error that they ascribed to Ellie De La Cruz. And if you watch that at bat and then the way that that unfolded, like, Ellie didn't take the best approach to it, kind of set back on his heels. The ball ate him up because of it, wasn't able to throw the guy out first base. So, yes, it was an error. But, again, only other base runner up until the sixth inning. And then whenever he got into trouble, he was able to work through it in the sixth and get into the seventh as well. I absolutely loved everything about this start for him. Nine strikeouts in six and two-thirds innings. Limited the base runners, limited the damage, and he looked absolutely confident. And I found this to be intriguing because he was asked about this start and he was just like, man, you know, the, the question was, this seems like the best start of your year. And he had an interesting response to that. Uh, this might have been the best start of my life, honestly, because you know, what do you, what you do in high A or in college or high school, it doesn't really compare to what you do in the big leagues. Um, so certainly, uh, one of my best starts of my life, um, and I think it was just from being unpredictable. You know, I, I could use a changeup that was going away from guys. Uh, I was throwing cutters back door and in on guys, throwing a good fastball, um, landed some curveballs. And it was just, um, you know, strike one, strike two. And when I was behind, I understood that um, it's their count, but that if I just throw a good pitch and execute it, that I can get them out in that one pitch. Um, and that's been also a huge part of success this year. Uh, so yeah, I would call this my best start ever. 
Think about how good he has really gotten. He just continues to impress, and he continues to get better and better. He's he's gotten confidence in his cut fastball. He's moving that all over the zone, and he kind of talked about it, you know, kind of put it wherever he wanted to, and he's gotten it to where it's got, like, enough spin and enough break to it where it's really a good pitch up in the zone. Now, he did get burned on that, like I said, against Jorge Soler. He left it in the middle of the zone, and Soler really – didn't clobber it. In fact, I think it grazed the wall in right field as it went over the wall, but still it was a home run. So, Hey, it's a home run. But at the end of the day, every other pitch was so crisp. His changeup is weapon. His changeup is like, and, and especially on Monday night where he was throwing it so well, it's like unhittable his breaking ball. It's not Nick Lodolo's back foot breaker, but he is able to fool hitters just enough with it to use his other pitches and turn those into weapons as well. And his kind of rise has coincided with Andrew Abbott's struggles. Think about how important that is because for a long stretch of the season, we were like, Andrew Abbott's it. We don't really know who else we have in this rotation because everybody else was struggling. Now, Brandon Williamson is kind of coming up as Graham Ashcraft is coming up. You're talking about Hunter Green being back in about a little less than two weeks. Hopefully we'll see Nick Lodolo in about a month or so. Then you're talking about four bona fide dudes in rotation. And if Andrew Abbott can kind of figure out what's next is this, you know, and this is a conversation that Steve and I will have on tomorrow's podcast, but like, is Andrew Abbott going to be on some sort of pitch restriction that maybe we don't see him later on in the season? Is he breaking down? Is that what we're seeing with him? But even still with the way that Brandon Williamson is pitching right now, you can pencil him in as a big part of this team down the stretch run. And I think that that is massive because think about where he came from. He came through the Winker Suarez deal. He was the main piece. He was the number one dude that the Reds were going for. And, you know, we talk about Connor Phillips being the player to be named later. And, you know, Nick Crawl was talking about how much he loved that for, you know, for Connor Phillips. But Brandon Williamson really needed to be good if the Reds were going to feel good about that trade. And we're starting to see it. And I love this perspective, too, because Joey was asked. Joey got the chance as he was rehabbing early on in the season. He was down in Louisville whenever Brandon Williamson was down in Louisville as well. And after we saw him in spring training, we were thinking, there's no way Brandon Williamson is going to be that big of a deal on this team. And Joey had a great perspective from seeing him back then to seeing him now. He gets, he's gotten better. You know, I saw him in, in, in Louisville, and he's a different pitcher. And I, I don't want that to be, sound disrespectful or to minimize his um, effort in Louisville. But this is a different pitcher than I saw in Louisville. He's uh, sharper, throwing harder, locked in on, on um, um, execution. So for me, um, seeing the difference is, is, is in such a short period of time is is of course welcome, but also um, not often do players make such sudden changes in such short periods of time. And I'm glad we're able to benefit from it. And I'm glad that he's uh, uh, living up to, I think, the potential that he realizes he has. Kudos to Joey there pronouncing Louisville correctly multiple times there. Uh, but no, that, that's a great perspective looking at where he's come from AAA and really from spring training. I, I think that when we saw him in spring training, he was still so super raw and 
not really as close as we were hoping, at least, you know, when pitchers and catchers reported, we, I specifically was talking about how valuable Brandon Williamson could be to this rotation this year. And then we saw him pitch in spring training. We're like, I don't know. Not, not really sure. Now, pretty sure he's, he's pitched phenomenally well. I think he will only continue to improve. And the fact that the Reds just have so many lefties that you can talk about, think about the future rotation. When everyone's healthy, think about next year. Hopefully, you know, knock on wood, everyone's healthy, everyone's ready to go. At opening day, you could have a totally healthy rotation of Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, Andrew Rabbit, Brandon Williamson, Connor Phillips. Easy money. Sorry, I left out Graham Ashcraft. Oh, my goodness. Graham Ashcraft, number five. That, that's the best thing about this, too. Think about that, the future of this rotation. And Brandon Williamson is one of the biggest reasons to be excited about all of that. Um, I I mentioned Connor Phillips because that's who we're going to talk about coming up next. Because with Lion Richardson getting the start the other day, with Brett Kennedy being called back up and and being on the big league league, uh, pitching staff now, questions are abounding. What's going to happen with Connor Phillips? When are we going to see him? Because it surely seems like he's ready. Everybody always brings up the control problems. Well, Connor addressed that in his conversation with Steve over the weekend, and we're going to take a look at that coming up next. Before we talk about that, though, I want to talk about one of the other sponsors of today's podcast, and that is eBay Motors. You know, for a championship team, it's all about making every player, making sure every player is a perfect fit. You got to make sure that you got your your lefties against righties, and you've got your good uh, base runners ready to go, and you make sure you got your bullpen all set up. You got to make sure everything fits just right. It's so the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. If you're like me and you're not necessarily sure about fixing your own vehicle, eBay Motors can help you out and get you the right part because putting the wrong part in just isn't going to work. So you just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. They're so confident they can get you the right part because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And it's that way at eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, get the right fit, and get the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Reds and Marlins are back at it again tonight, and if you can't be down at the ballpark, make sure you catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search the word Reds. And make sure you follow Steve and I in between episodes. You can get even more Reds conversation and Reds content. Uh, we're on Twitter. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. You can follow Steve at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. You can follow the show as well at Locked On Reds. Plus, join the Discord. We've got a great conversation going on over there. Locked On Reds Discord. The link is down in the description. It's open to everybody that loves the Reds. Love to have you. And speaking of love to have you, the Reds um, would love to have Connor Phillips. I would love to have Connor Phillips in the rotation right now. I think he's got the talent. I think he's got the stuff. 
And I think there's no way you can convince me that Luke Weaver is better than Connor Phillips. Sorry, just, just going to throw that out there. I think Connor Phillips would be better right now than Luke Weaver. I think he would be better right now than the TBD that we have for Ben Lively's spot. I think he's better than Ben Lively. And I find it intriguing that whenever you bring up Connor Phillips, one of the first things people say, they point to the walk rate. And sure, there are some starts where he has a high walk total. And you're like, is is, is that a problem? I find this intriguing because it's not as if he's making excuses. He is telling us how minor league baseball works. He plays some games with the automatic balls and strike system, and he plays some games without them. Now, the weird thing is pretty much the delineation of high walk totals to low walk totals is games that are governed by the automatic balls and strike system as opposed to games that aren't. And I I think that moving forward, I don't necessarily know that Major League Baseball is ready to implement that next year. It could be wrong. Rob Manfred loves to mess around with stuff. Uh, but I think that he's going to be fine. And I think what he's saying is the human element of umpiring is kind of key to pitching. He had this to say because Steve uh, asked a beautiful question at the end of their conversation, and he got a great answer from Connor Phillips. What's something you wish people would ask you about? What's something that you wish that you got to talk about that people don't generally ask you to, to dig into? Honestly, uh, I get a lot of hate about my control issues, and I I think a question along those lines would be good because I feel like I have uh, a pretty good answer, and you know, uh, I feel like. Well, let's let's do it. Tell tell me about it. Well, I mean, uh, right now I feel like obviously it's a. It's a scenery change, you know. It's a it's a big strike zone change, like I mentioned. Um, and honestly, like it was, I feel like it was two outings, you know, that I mm-hmm. I struggled a little bit. Other than that, you know, um, these outings have been pretty good up here so far. Um, and like I said before, like if you want to go into the the three days of ABS and then three days of the challenge and like, look at the number difference. I've had four of, I think my six starts on the ABS strike zone, you know? Um, and so it's just, it's a big change. And then when you get back up to the major leagues, it's like, there's, there's another big change that happens, you know, it, it kind of opens back up, um, which, is something that I just, I don't like being in triple a, you know, a bunch of these guys here are, um, they've been doing it a lot longer than me. And so they know the strike zone a lot more than me. Um, and I think that it's kind of, it's, it's not great to, to do to guys at this level and at this point in their career. You know, it's pretty interesting. I'm looking at your I'm looking at your game log right now from when they moved you up from double A AA to triple A. And there there's some some pretty decent sized swings in your walk rates. And I would be curious now to know if which of these games you were on the, the automatic calls versus not. Because there's there's a couple five walk games in here, but there's mm-hmm. also a couple there's three 
two walk games, which is perfectly acceptable. You know, you're not going to be perfect every time out. So um, I would be interested to see if these, what these five walk games, if you were on, if you were on the automatics or if you were on the traditional strike zone. I think the first one. um, And that, and the first one is your first triple a start. Yeah. Um, That, that was like, you know, the fresh come up. Um, But that was actually, that was on the, the challenge system. Um, but then everyone after that, I believe was on the ABS. Yeah. I, I think that it's something where sure, whenever he gets called up, you'll probably have a little bit of a transition, a little bit of a, you know, getting comfortable period. We were super like spoiled as Reds fans earlier this year to see Ellie De La Cruz come in and just set the world on fire to see Matt McLean come in and set the world on fire and see Andrew Abbott come up and, and set the world on fire. That doesn't usually happen. And one of the, I mean, the single biggest reason that the Reds have turned it around as much as they have is that all of the rookies just about like probably 90% of the rookies have hit, you know, have, 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 have been really good this year. And Connor Phillips, I believe can be one of those. I think that when people look at the walk rate and when they look at that one stat, yes, walks do tell a part of the story. Walks and strikeouts, I think, are two better ways of figuring out what a pitcher does and how a pitcher performs than looking at ERA and and definitely than looking at wins and losses and all that other stuff. But... What does he do with those walks? Do those turn into problems for him? Does he erase those walks? Does he leave them stranded? And largely he does. And I feel like that is something that when he gets up to the majors, is he going to have a zero ERA? No. Is he going to have a one or two ERA when he first comes up? No. Is he going to be electric? Is he going to be better than what we have seen every fifth day from Luke Weaver? And every fifth day, I still think, and I know that Ben Lively's had a couple of nice starts. I still think Connor Phillips will be better than Ben Lively. I I, I feel like he is ready to go. And he was kind of saying, and I got the chance. I I talked to him uh, last year. So before the season last year, he was actually in Dayton. And he's had a meteoric rise since then. He pitched a little bit in Dayton. Then he went to Chattanooga and now he's in Louisville. And he's very close to the major leagues. Like I, I feel like, we could see him any day now. And I've seen some folks like talking about, well, Nick Crawl said he's not going to be calling up anytime soon. Those things change. And I think Connor Phillips is a part of this team, at least in September, if anything, to be like a sixth starter or something like that. But maybe even before that, especially if Luke Weaver just continues to pitch like Luke Weaver has. I don't know what we're waiting for on him. Everybody always asks me, what are we waiting for in Luke Weaver? I don't know. I, th- I think they should have replaced him a long time ago. But Connor Phillips has that talent, and he has the ability to be a key piece of this team moving forward. This team is so deep. The future of this team is so deep. And everyone is tired of hearing about the future, the future, the future. But the future is bright. We see it on the field every day. And there's still guys in AAA that we're waiting on, like Connor, like Noelvi Marte. We, we've got so many dudes that are still coming up. Like, this team, 
This is just whatever happens in 2023. And this is why I'm so happy about what this season has been already. And yes, I want the playoffs. Yes, I want the Reds to be the first team to go from 100 losses to a division winner. But if that doesn't happen, I'm not going to be disappointed because this is only the beginning. And I'm so pumped to see how this continues next season. And that is where we're going to end today's podcast. Before we get out of here, make sure that you remember you can catch every pitch of the Reds Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search the word Reds. But that'll do it for us here today. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every day. Every day is coming up tomorrow on the show. Steve and I will talk about the Andrew Abbott question. As we move forward, what can we expect from him? We'll also be looking at another Wonderful game from the Cincinnati Reds against the Miami Marlins. We'll see what exactly goes down. Hopefully the Reds can get a series victory. Make sure you catch us tomorrow. Until then, make sure you keep it locked on Reds every single day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.